Hello and welcome to another episode of the Just Some Magic Podcast. I am your host, Morgan, and I want to thank you for listening to this show today. Since it is one week left of Festival of the Arts, I thought I would do an episode all about a Disney artist. I can't wait for you guys to hear this most inspiring story from an incredible Disney artist that I have been fortunate enough to meet in person at this most recent Festival of the Arts in Epcot. Also, be sure to stick around to listener stories at the very end. We have so many stories and I just want to thank all of you for sending in your stories. It is absolutely amazing and it adds so much to these episodes. If you would like to submit your most magical moment, please go to justsummagic.com and click on the share your magic button for your magical moment to be read on the show. Also, if you didn't know already, we have episodes every Monday and Thursday, so that's twice a week, so be sure to subscribe so you never miss a single episode. But now, on with this one. Today we have an amazing Disney artist. She is so talented and I own a couple of her pieces and during the most recent Festival of the Arts, I actually got her to sign them for me and I'm so thankful to have her on the show. We want to welcome Ashley Taylor. Hi, Ashley. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. We're so excited to have you. We love getting people that have done really cool things with Disney and not only from a fan's perspective, but an artist's perspective. And this works perfectly with Festival of the Arts going on currently. And, we, you know, we got to meet. And so that was so lovely. And would you like to share your journey and kind of like how you, for those that don't know you and like what kind of art style is and everything, like I just adore it. And I have an art background with graphic design and stuff. And I am very drawn to your art and absolutely adore it so thank you if you want to share how you kind of came to be and all the stuff and what inspires you and then yeah of course so I had a very unconventional start to becoming a Disney artist and I always feel like it's important to share my story as often as I can when I was in college I was pursuing art and design and I was loving all of my classes And when it came to my senior year, I got to a point where every time our class would come in with our homework and we would go through our art critiques, my teacher would constantly skip over me. Oh. And I was so confused by it. And then the following week, it happened again. And then it happened a third week. And the unique part about it is whenever he would skip over me, I would have to go up to the front of the class and he would give me money to go get him a coffee. Oh. And after the third time that happened, because it started to become a little bit of a joke in the class, and I'm like, okay, I need to see this teacher in his office hours. And I decided to go and I was a very shy girl in college. So it took like every ounce of my being to go. And um, when I talked to him, I said, you know, is there something I'm misunderstanding? Am I not getting the assignments right? And he told me, I don't know how to tell you this, but you have zero talent. (gasps) 
No. But you're really good at getting coffee. <laughs> oh my God. And I was just crushed by it. And after I graduated, when all of my classmates were putting together their portfolios and they were going on internships and doing all these amazing, exciting things, I was just sort of lost. And I was embarrassed to even show people my artwork. And my sister at the time, she was doing the Disney College program in Florida, and she was loving it. And I just kept seeing all of her pictures and all of her new friends. And obviously, Disney World's just such a fun, magical place. And I was like, well, maybe I should just go work at Walt Disney World. So after I graduated, I ended up working at Walt Disney World for years. And I absolutely loved my time there. And I made so many friends. But at the same time, I always had that little bit in the back of my mind saying, but you really want to draw. Oh my gosh. And what roles did you have at Disney? And was it a Disney college program or was it like a full-time, part-time type of position? It was full-time after I graduated. And so I started in attractions and I did a little bit of Fantasyland attractions for about two weeks. And then I transferred over to Jungle Cruise Oh, how fun. So I got to be a Jungle Cruise skipper, which was really fun. Yeah. And how was that? Because like, you know, you're shy and or at least in college, you said you were shy. And so yeah. was doing Jungle Cruise kind of like bring you out of your shell a little bit because you have to constantly talk to guests. It truthfully did. And I remember when I got transferred to Jungle Cruise, I was terrified of it oh. because it involved a microphone and Public speaking was never my thing. I always dreaded it. (laughs) I realized with comedy, when people are like laughing and participating with you, it really gave me a lot of confidence as a public speaker. So I definitely credit the Jungle Cruise and that attraction with, you know, me being able to stand up in front of people and have discussions and be able to tell jokes. And even if I wasn't funny on Jungle Cruise, it's okay if you're not funny. Yeah, so. it's 100% <laughs> okay if you're not funny. Yeah, even if you get groans, it's it's fine because it's the Jungle <laughs> Cruise. But um, I, I just like really gained a lot of confidence. And then from there, I started going to auditions. And then I was in Disney Entertainment for a couple of years, which was really fun. I did get to perform in Fantasmic. And I did get to perform in some parades like Spectro Magic Parade and the uh, DEP. And I got to do Block Party Bash at Studios, which was really fun. And Voyage of the Little Mermaid. So there were a lot of really amazing experiences that I had there as a cast member. Oh my gosh, that's fantastic. Thank you. That is so cool. Okay, I did not know the depths of your story. Okay, keep going. This is awesome. So, you know, performing, I I was loving it. I love talking with people. I was getting more confident and really loving my interactions with people. And I would just find myself coming home every day thinking about art. And then waking up every morning thinking about art. And then I eventually started bringing a little sketch pad with me to break rooms. And whenever I was on break, I would just sort of draw because that's where my mind was always wandering back to was my love of artwork. And eventually it got to a point where a couple people in the break room would say, Ashley, you should be doing this. Like this is where your mind is going, where it wanders. That's where your heart is. 
And I was so embarrassed that they even saw my artwork. I was like, oh no, I'm not good. I'm just, I'm just doing it for me. Like I, I've already been told that I'm terrible at this. Aww. I just found myself surrounded by really amazing people that really believed in me. And at one point there was a flyer in the break room that was for the Disney Creative Forum. And it was an opportunity for cast members to showcase their talents or show their artwork or designs or anything along those lines. So my friend Bryce was like, let's do this together. Aww. Let's pitch something to Disney together. And I was so scared. But at the same time, I was like, well, the worst thing they can say is that I have zero talent. And I've already been told that. Yes, you've already <laughs> been there. Did you've already survived that. So like, what's the harm? So we went, we pitched, I think it was a, a concept for a parade. And I did like full illustrations of parade floats. And I just went all out over it. Being in entertainment, you have like, you know, uh, that connection and passion for it because, you know, you, you said electrical parade, like Fantasmic. I know Fantasmic isn't a parade, but still entertainment yeah. and show things. So you kind of know the elements to include and stuff. And so you were already like had a head start probably over people that weren't in entertainment and been in parades. Exactly. Like we, we knew what the crowds responded to and we knew what would be fun for the performers to do we found this like beautiful blend working together and Bryce is this brilliant interior designer. And so we were both like putting our ideas together and drawing together. And I found myself saying, you know what, this is something I really want to do. So I'm just going to start dedicating a couple hours each day to work on my craft. So as we're building for this presentation, I think they gave us six months to create our presentation. Oh, wow. So as we're building, I was constantly staying up and constantly looking over tutorials and trying to work on my technique and trying to build in all the areas that I felt like I needed more help with. And when we got to the presentation, we got the warmest response. And it was like the heads of Disney Imagineering were there there were show directors there. It was just filled with all these brilliant minds in the room. And for them to give us such a great response, like for me, that felt like a peak life moment. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, even if I don't get to do artwork for Disney, like the fact that they gave me a great response, like I didn't expect it. I remember just crying in the hallway after because I just couldn't yeah. believe that this girl with zero talent was being told that she had talent. And by Disney too, not even just like a professor or just a random bystander, but Disney, like, and they have a very high standard. So that's like the biggest compliment ever. I know. So I just, I just was like, you know what? I'm all in at this point. And at that point, the movie Tangled had come out and I was just so inspired by that movie. And I really saw myself in that character because, you know, the walls that surrounded Rapunzel was preventing her from chasing her dreams. And I felt like I had built my own walls of fear and failure around myself. And I was like, I just need to accept that I'm going to fail a lot. And I just need to go for it. So I just continued with that path of staying up late, working on my technique, really trying to like build myself as an artist. And before I knew it, 
Disney Parks blog reached out to me with a contract. <gasps> oh my gosh, that is they amazing. Had, they had seen my artwork on Instagram and they offered me a contract and I just couldn't believe it. And I just kept looking over at the email over and over again at the, and I'm like, is this real? Yes. Is this real? <laughs> oh my gosh. And it really sounded like you almost like re-educated yourself, honing in, like you said, the things you struggled with and perfecting like what you already knew. And I feel like it's definitely an artist background. Like you can learn so much off of YouTube and this other than, you know, stuffy yes. professors, for example. And I love that Disney reached out to you. That is so amazing. Oh it my was. God unbelievable. And I remember I was at the time, I'm like, okay, now I'm going to move out to California to pursue this contract and maybe more opportunities will come of it. And I want to say maybe two months later, I, I got put in touch with Ashley Eckstein and I got a contract with Her Universe like immediately after oh that. My gosh. And for those that don't know, Her Universe is an amazing Disney Star Wars fandom clothing line with Ashley Eckstein. And I haven't met her, but I would absolutely love to. And they have the cutest stuff. And I've like seen some of your designs for them. Oh. And it's phenomenal, phenomenal. Thank so you. cute. And yeah, and I, I was just like, man, maybe I'm just where I'm supposed to be. I always think back to, you know, my times in school and how, you know, we place so much value on the opinions of, you know, our friends and our teachers and our family. And sometimes when a valued opinion tells you no, you just completely believe that you can't accomplish something. And so I try to bring up my story as often as possible because I want people to see my artwork and I wanted to serve as a reminder that it's possible for them too, and that their dreams can happen. And if they are passionate about something and willing to put in the work towards it, like nothing is off the table. That is such an incredible story. I'm getting like goosebumps and chills. It makes me want to bring out my old sketchbook and stuff and start doodling and whatnot. I hope you do. I feel like the world just needs more creators and artists and we just need more beautiful artwork in the world. So I hope you do keep creating. Thank you for giving like that background. I didn't know how like elaborate it was and that you actually like worked in the parks and you got told no and you then you got to do a parade. Like that is so cool. So I always start this question off with every single guest, but why do you love Disney? I love Disney because no matter what event or milestone or experience you're having at that time, there's always a Disney song or character or moment that will resonate with you. And I think that's why I love it so much is that no matter what mood you're in, there's always that comfort in knowing that, you know, you can listen to the song and start to feel better, or you can listen to that song and start to feel stronger and more empowered and I, I just love the way that Disney makes you feel like you're never alone. Absolutely. I never thought of it that way. Like there's literally a song for everything, like yeah. your highest highs, your lowest lows, giving you the confidence and courage, like, you know, pull up Hercules over here or like exploring or just like, it, there's literally a song for everything. I love that answer. That is absolutely incredible. All right. So 
which parks have you been to? So obviously I've met you at Disney World and you were in California. So I'm assuming those two parks. Have you been to any? I've been to Disneyland Paris. I've been to Tokyo Disneyland and Tokyo Disney Sea. I've been to Hong Kong Disneyland and the only one I haven't been to is Shanghai. When the pandemic's over, you better get over there. You got to cross them all off. No, I know. And they're all just so beautiful and dynamic in their own ways. I just love that you just feel different in each park. It's such a beautiful experience. Absolutely. And what has been your favorite out of all of those that you've been to, including the U.S. ones? Ooh, I, I'd say it's Tokyo Disney Sea. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty incredible park for sure. It's just breathtakingly beautiful and the different lands that you walk through, are, they're just so immersive that you just don't feel like you're in the same park the more you walk. It's its so amazing how they were to create the environments and really make you feel like you're a part of each land. It's so great. Of course. Yeah. From like, you know, the Agrabah to mm-hmm. like the New York City to um, Atlantica. Like there's just so many like what this is all in one park kind of thing. Like it's yeah, and you're just completely surrounded mm-hmm. and you're just like, wow, it's so immersive. It's it's really beautifully done. However, the designers accomplished it. Yes. Their theming is through the roof. Yes. My next question is not necessarily your favorite character. But what character do you most identify with that's the most similar to you? Oh, this is tough. I think Rapunzel is the one I connect with Mm -hmm. because of the reasoning I gave before with her being surrounded by all of her walls and she had to sort of break through to be able to chase after her dream. But also in the sense of once you accomplish that dream, you realize that there's not just one mountain peak. It's a whole mountain range. And there's so many more dreams that you can have beyond the one that you initially accomplished. And there's always something beautiful to work towards or to look forward to. I think that's what I love about Rapunzel. I'm also very similar to her in respect that I just love to try all different things. Mm -hmm. So I love to cook. I like to play games. I like to do artwork. I like to try all the different things. So whenever I see the opening sequence of her candle making and doing all these crazy things, I'm like, that's so me. (laughs) And you kind of almost sound like her too. Like the way you you phrase different things. It sounds very like excitable, like how Rapunzel is. And she's like, you know, this is the best day ever. You definitely like sound like her for sure. (laughs) I definitely, I feel like I approach each day like it's the best day ever. And I try to like wake up each morning being like, okay, like I always say, and I never realized this is a weird phrase to say until so many people have told me this, but when I'm waking up and I'm getting my coffee, I always tell people that I'm getting ready for the day. And they're like, what does that mean? Like, you're already awake. And I'm like, no, I have to like get ready so that I can like start my day off on a good note and and feel really positive about the outcome of it. You know, I'd, I think probably Fauna from the three fairies. Oh, the green fairy that can't yeah. cook. Because she's just really <laughs> kind hearted and she tries her best. And I feel like she has a very optimistic spirit and Mm -hmm. even if she gets it wrong she's still proud of herself for trying and when she's baking that cake and I just feel like maybe I connect with her on that level it's like I may not get it right but I'm still still gonna enjoy the process (laughs) I very much see her in you yes and she's such a peacemaker and like you said optimistic and kind and 
my my favorite line of her was, "Oh, it'll be more stiffer when it's baked," and she like already <laughs> has the candles lit on the cake, and it's like oozing out, and it's just like, oh my goodness! Like, and I, I feel like I am her in the kitchen when she's like, cups, 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 <laughs> and then she gets like three different size cups. Oh, oh my god! Yeah, she and, does. And Sleeping Beauty is one of your favorites, right? Because we've talked yes. about this. <laughs> that's my that's my number one favorite Disney movie. That's whenever I'm not feeling well, that's my chicken soup for the soul movie. Oh. The artwork is just unbelievably stunning in that. Yes. Okay. Like especially from like an artist perspective and like Ivan Earl, I art. I love watching like the featurettes of like how they came up with it and the art style compared to the other ones. And like, oh you I feel like you and me could gush over that for a while. No. The amount of detailing and then like how vibrant those characters, especially the fairies, are against any background. It's just so beautifully done. Their comedy and stuff and how their dynamic and personality of each of these characters is just so incredible and diverse. And I know Sleeping Beauty herself doesn't get a lot of screen time and lines, but like just even the supporting characters are just so phenomenal and Yeah. And that's why I love it so much is, you know, when, when Aurora's sleeping, that's when a lot of the action happens in the movie where you have like the battle scene and you have her friends that are taking care of her while she's sleeping. And that's why I love that movie so much because it just reminds you to surround yourself with good people because there's always people that are going to be saying kind words behind your back when you're not looking and people that are going to go to bat and fight for you. And I think it's just one of those like beautiful reminders that she doesn't have to see her friends helping her to know that she's in good hands with them. I never like looked at it from that perspective. And now I just appreciate it that much more. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I've always thought that. Like even as a kid, I'm like, it's so important that she's sleeping because we get to see how the people in her life fight for her when she's not looking. Like I said, not just the prince, but like, you know, the fairies as well. And they're all taking care of her and they're all acting in her best interests at all times. I don't want to rewatch that movie now. Oh my goodness. (laughs) And like you said, when you do Sleeping Beauty is one of your favorites. I love every time you come out with a Sleeping Beauty art piece. And (gasps) I, that's one of the pieces that I got during Festival of the Arts. And it was so beautiful in the colors. And I didn't notice this at first, but you had Philip against dragon version of Maleficent fighting in the distance. And I'm like, oh, this is amazing. I love the little details that you hide in your art. I yep. love it. And that's the message that I wanted to share with that artwork is that he's fighting while she's sleeping and that they're, the fairies are taking care of her while she's sleeping. And that's why um, the title of the piece is uh, Hope Will See Us Through because she oh. has the hope that everything's going to be okay. That is incredible. I'm getting chills. This is amazing. (laughs) Okay. So Festival of the Arts and a lot of other festivals are taking place at Epcot. What country would you like to add to Epcot and why? There are so many countries that I would love to add just because I'm like a natural travel bug. Mm-hmm. Like, I think everyone has something that they always look forward to, whether it's like purchasing something or, you know, an, a concert or an experience. And for me, it's always travel. And for me, lately, I've been really wanting to go to Iceland. Ooh. So I think if they made a pavilion similar to 
the Mexican pavilion where you can walk in and primarily the restaurant and the ride and everything are all enclosed inside. Yeah. If they did something like that for Iceland and had like projections of the Northern Lights everywhere, oh. it would be like the most beautiful restaurant ever. They could almost take the Journey to the Center of the Earth ride from Tokyo Disney Sea and bring mm-hmm. it in because that was based on one of the Icelandic volcanoes. Really? So they oh could do... God. Yeah, so they could do like whole volcano ride or some sort of like fun roller coaster. And then they could have this like gorgeous like shopping space and maybe restaurant with all the northern lights. I think that would be so beautiful. And I think Disney would get that so right. That'd be like the best of both worlds too, because like, you know, you get an awesome thrill ride, which I feel like sometimes Epcot's lacking a little bit. I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy is coming up and that's going to be phenomenal. But with the the balance of both, with the dining and the restaurant and the shopping and then the thrill ride, I think that would be a great pavilion. Disney, are you listening? You should should drop a memo (laughs) in the memo box or something. (laughs) I know. I wish there was one. Although I would probably just like leave something every single day if that was the case. (laughs) Like, Ashley, we know this is you. You're filling it up. Putting ideas in the box. (laughs) Okay, here's an interesting one, and take your time if you need to answer it. But what attraction would you be devastated if they demolished it during your lifetime? (gasps) Now, updates and improvements are acceptable. So, you know, when they get like a new paint job or add digital technology to it or whatever the case may be, that's fine. But, like, which one would you be? absolutely devastated. For me, I would be crushed if they got rid of the Country Bear Jamboree. Gosh, and it's already been out of Disneyland for a while. So like, no, and it's just so fun and whimsical. And the animatronics are just so lovable. And I think what I love the most about that attraction is the community aspect of it. So when you sit down, there's always one person that starts clapping and then everyone instantly joins in. And then you have people that are stomping their feet. And then you have people that are, you know, hooting and hollering and all that stuff. It's one of those experiences that you can be so silly in. And for a lot of people, it takes them a while to like break down and be really silly and be comfortable being silly in a public place. I feel like Country Bear Jamboree really brings out the silliness and lets people know it's okay to have fun and be silly. And people end up leaving that attraction so much happier and having fun. And I think it's just a great experience to have with your family. Oh, uh, absolutely. I like going on it every time I'm in Magic Kingdom. Do you have a favorite musical number or favorite Country Bear scene or anything? What's your favorite? Oh my gosh. I feel like it's like choosing between my children. I love all of them so much. And I have a Country Bear Jamboree Christmas tree. What? That is so adorable. Because they sell the little plush ornaments of all the bears at Tokyo Disneyland. So I got all of them and I just love them all so much. I think probably Teddy Bera is probably my favorite because she comes swinging down. She's very like Miss Piggy-esque with like the big like boa and stuff. I love when Teddy Bear is like, come on up now. And he's like, as soon as I find a ladder, I'll be right up. And I'm just like, oh, dead. Like, it's so funny. It's so funny. And that's one of them that has kind of humor for everybody. It's a very large demographic that kids find it funny. Adults find it funny. There's like a little sneaky jokes in for everybody. Oh, absolutely. Going as an adult and then, you know, the the three little bears that come up, the Betty bubbles and something, I don't know, (laughs) Beulah, yes. And they come up and they say, guys that turned me on, turned me down. I never got that as a kid. No. 
I'm like, oh my gosh, this is appropriate. As a kid, you're just like, this is so adorable. Look how cute those little bears are. And as an adult, you're like, oh my gosh, this is hilarious. <laughs> it's so great. Okay. Uh, we could. I feel like we could talk about country bears all the time. It's um, so true. It's so good. Okay. If you were taking a first timer to Disney World with a four-day pass, which park and ride would you take them on first on the very first day? Ooh, that's really tough. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I... I think maybe I would take them to Magic Kingdom first, Mm -hmm. and maybe I would bring them on Peter Pan's flight. Ooh, those are good ones. Yes. That ride, I feel like, is such a unique, magical ride, and it definitely gives you a sense that you're not at any other theme park. So I think that would set the tone for the rest of the trip that, oh my gosh, we're going to experience some really cool attractions and reimagined ways of loving all these Disney movies and classics. I agree. That's a great way to start it off. Okay. So now we'll get into some like art questions and stuff. So what elements of the Disney park specifically inspire you to create? For me, it's anytime I have an emotional connection to something or anytime I'm riding an attraction and getting off the attraction. And I always try to listen in on the people that are surrounding me, because you always hear someone that's like, oh my gosh, I love that one part or that one scene or that one character. And usually whenever Disney will ask me to create something based on an attraction, I always go back to those memories because I want people to see my art and maybe it sparks or triggers a fun memory for them or a fun inside joke that they had as a family together. So I always try to like file that away. (laughs) Yes. Oh, I love it. And like a feeling that like kind of like you said with Disney movies, and Disney songs like they all trigger a feeling and stuff so you do your art based off of that I love it yeah you always try to create something that flows from one heart to the next heart so it's all you're always trying to capture something that someone's like oh my gosh I love that moment or I love that character like anytime especially if it's a a character that's not often represented in the parks as often then uh it's fun to be able to capture that character and then to hear the people's reactions to be like oh my gosh like you included Miko or you know whichever character it is but like you were saying when we met in person at Festival of the Arts because Pocahontas is in my top three favorite princesses everybody knows I love Aurora but like Pocahontas is one of my favorites and so when I saw your art I had to get Aurora and I had to get Pocahontas and you told me a story and if you want to share it now yeah I had I had a young girl come up and she asked if there was any Pocahontas artwork in Epcot at the time and I wasn't sure at the moment. And I said, oh, I'm sure there is. And afterwards, I kind of did a walk around and I didn't see any. And I was like, oh, I'm like, well, I'm going to create Pocahontas artwork next time. So (laughs) I always try to like fulfill the needs of the park. And, you know, it's a character that resonates with so many people. And Pocahontas is such a strong character. And the songs are just so close to my heart. And especially creating... Uh, that piece during the pandemic, that one was definitely one that I was going to do because uh, what I tell people is my art's kind of my diary and whatever I'm going through at the moment, that's what movie or character I tend to gravitate towards. And I was definitely gravitating towards that movie a lot in the start of the pandemic because that moment where the 
compass arrow was just spinning. Mm -hmm. That's what I felt like my life was like because all of my studio contracts were frozen and on hold. And I was just surrounded by so many friends that are on furlough or being let go. And I just felt like all of our paths were changing, but we didn't know what to do or where to go. And I felt so confused. And I was like, Pocahontas is the one I need to work on. Because when you follow your heart and listen to your heart, like Grandmother Willow says, Mm -hmm. you will be on the right path always. That's what really led me to creating that new Pocahontas piece. And then it was just such a great feeling knowing that, you know, someone was looking for it last year and I hope they found it this year. Oh, that makes me so happy. And like, like I said, I'm a big fan of her as well. So I was like, I had to get that as well as Aurora and stuff. So thank you for creating that. Oh, of course. Yes. So speaking of like movies and characters, what movie or character do you love to draw the most? I think for me... There's two that I love to draw the most, and it's anytime I'm asked to draw Sally or Elsa. Oh, like Sally from Nightmare Before Christmas? Yes. When I first got my contract with Disney, those were the two characters I was asked to draw the most for products. So anytime I revisit those characters, it's just a humbling reminder of when I first got my Disney contract. I just love that I have that connection to those two characters. And yeah, anytime I'm drawing Sally, I'm just like, oh, like I've come a long way. And Elsa's the same way. I just like, I just get overwhelmingly happy when I draw them because I think about that first moment where I was like, oh my gosh, this is happening. I'm signing with Disney. And they're very similar character personalities too Mm -hmm. and stuff. So that's fun that they're, you got asked to do them the most. So if you could work on any Disney project, whether it be an animated movie, designing a ride, even doing something as simple as like, you know, a menu design for something, like what would be your dream project to work on? There's so many. I would love to, mm, there's probably two different answers. I would love to do a ride experience. (gasps) I think that would be so much fun to not only help in the development of the ride and the characters and the animatronics that would be connected to the ride, but also the artwork and the queue lines and stuff. I feel like the whole experience of creating something so immersive would be amazing. I'd also love to create a dinner show for Disney. Oh, how fun. Okay, like, do you have something in mind? Like like my ultimate (laughs) dream, please, someone from Disney, listen to this. Yes. But I would love to do like a Tiana's Place dinner show. Yes. Oh, that needs to happen. And have the characters from the movie singing the different songs, very similar to like Hoop-dee-doo, but with the characters from the movie and then like there would be like a black light number with Dr. Facilier on stage and like in my like greatest dream they would put it maybe at Port Orleans and it would just be this whole immersive resort experience (gasps) and would Lewis be there playing um the trumpet that's what he plays right yeah a trumpet yes he would all of them would be there and I'd love for it to almost have like if you've ever been to the Blue Bayou restaurant at Disneyland with the fireflies in the air like I'd love it to be this beautiful location with like the fireflies and stuff oh that would be 
the best. Oh my gosh. Okay. Disney, please listen to this and please make it like, oh my gosh. And I, I always thought for a ride, it would be cool to do a Cave of Wonders roller coaster. Ooh. Oh, whoa. Yes. When you start inside at the Cave of Wonders and then you end doing like the whole new world over the countries. Oh my gosh. Because it's very much like a roller coaster ride in the um, yeah. movie when he's like dodging different things mm-hmm. as it's crumbling down mm-hmm. around him. Oh my gosh. That needs to happen. I would definitely, I would prefer that over, you know, <laughs> Aladdin's magic carpet that's currently in Adventureland because mm-hmm. it's very much the same repurposed ride system like Dumbo and whatnot and Triceratops spin in Animal Kingdom. So, <laughs> yes, I am very much here for an Aladdin roller coaster. Oh my I God. I love that. I'm like, please let it happen. Like, it would be so like exciting and dynamic. And then towards the end, it would just be like really sweet and like smooth with a whole new world pumping. Grand- finale yes oh disney please listen to ashley she's got some great ideas over here (laughs) next question is what has been your favorite guest interaction you've ever had you know i have so many and i feel like i just try to create a genuine connection with any person that comes up to my signing events Mm -hmm. my favorite connections are people who can look at my art and they can either see themselves in it or it sparks a childhood memory for them. Like I had one person come up to me, I want to say it was two years ago and it was one of my Cinderella pieces and she just really loved it and said that her grandmother used to sing A Dream is a Wish Your Heart Makes to Her all the time. And she said, when I saw the piece, I could like hear her singing. And it was just the most beautiful moment. And I've had so many similar moments like that where people can see my artwork and they it triggers a, a memory of a loved one or their best friend or someone important in their life and they share it with me. And that's just the most rewarding experience as an artist if you can create something that allows people to feel these emotions all the way. Oh, absolutely. I'm getting like chills as you're saying <laughs> this. That's so beautiful. And then and like, you know, what? now that I have, I have a lot of my artwork in my office. And now when I look at them, I think of their experiences, not just my own. That oh. So it's just so nice to like, it's almost like a community of people I see whenever I look at each piece of artwork because I remember all the conversations that I have with people along the way. Like you said, a heart to heart and then it just is reciprocated back and forth. I just love it. Oh my goodness. So my very last question is what has been your proudest moment as an artist? You know what? I feel like anytime someone comes up to me and says that whether it's Uh, something I said, because I do a lot of like motivational words in my Instagram stories. And whether it's something related to that, or my artwork that I'm creating, whenever someone can come up to me and say that it inspired them to start creating again, I think that's my proudest moment as an artist is to create that ripple effect that allows people to see my story and see how many times I've failed to get to this point. And realize that they can do it too and that they really do love creating and, you know, they're going to keep going. And I've had a lot of people say that they've gone back to art school. I've had a lot of people say that 
They now have their dream job. One person told me that she started creating again after hearing my story, and now she does artwork for Michaels. Oh my gosh. Like, it's like amazing accomplishments that people are having along the way. And it's just my proudest moment to be able to take such a negative experience that happened to me in college and be able to be that person that encourages others to follow their dreams and seeing their dreams coming true is the greatest gift that I could ever receive. That is so magical and beautiful. <laughs> oh, I absolutely love it. it oh, thank you. I, it's almost like, you know, your professor was the your mother Gothel and you were Rapunzel and now you're just living this whole grand life being a princess and being a Disney <laughs> artist and it's an amazing story. Oh my gosh. And but you know what? You gotta look back at those moments and be really thankful and grateful for them because maybe I wouldn't have had the fire to pursue it if I didn't have that humbling experience feeling so low and then starting to feel like I needed to prove myself, maybe I wouldn't have gone this far if I hadn't been knocked down so far. So you just have to be grateful for all of life's experiences. But at the same time, you have to remember that your dreams never have expiration dates. You can achieve them at any time. Someone needs to put that on a poster. Oh my gosh. (laughs) You need to put that on a poster. Dreams never have expiration dates. I love that. Okay. Seeing people get contracts for retail stores past their 70s in age. Like your dreams can happen at any time. You just have to keep pursuing them and opportunities are going to be there for you. such an inspiring episode. Oh my God. Oh, it's so true. It's so true, Ashley. If you want to go ahead and share some of your magic, I know you've already shared like a ton of magical (laughs) moments, but is there any specific ones that you'd like to share? Like we're, we're here for all your stories. Oh, you're so sweet. I'm trying to to think. I, I have. I feel like there's just like so many magical experiences that have happened to me as a guest and as an artist. And like when I was really little, I remember it was raining and we went to Disney. And I only went to Disney once when I was little, mm-hmm. so uh, it was such a huge deal for my family to be able to go. And I remember it was pouring rain. And in the parade, the white rabbit came over and gave me a hug. And in my mind, I was like, when he hugged me, it stopped raining. Like, I just felt like he was like the most magical character. And this was like such a magical experience. And now as an adult looking back, I'm like, his head was probably blocking me from getting rained on. (laughs) But when I was little, I was like, it stopped raining. Like, he's so magical that I didn't feel any rain when he hugged me. But really, it was probably like his ears blocking. Yes. Oh, that's (laughs) precious. Do you like meeting the white rabbit years later? Yeah. Now, every time I see him and like, you know, you wave in the parades and shows, it's just like it just makes me laugh when I see him because I think about that moment when I was little. (laughs) Like this magic bunny can stop rain. (laughs) I know. I'm like, did you know he's the most magical character in the entire park? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Forget Mickey. We got the white rabbit. (laughs) (laughs) So true. I love when little kids bring me their artwork. Probably precious. It's so sweet. And, uh, and then I always ask them to sign it so then they can feel like they're the Disney artist. 
Oh my gosh, that's adorable. So I love being able to do that. And I love when anyone brings me their artwork or when anyone shows me their portfolio. I just like love having that sort of connection with people. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think my favorite thing to do is whenever I see someone coming up to me and they have a sketchbook in their hand, but maybe it's closed and you know that they were wrestling back and forth with the idea of whether or not they wanted to show me their artwork. Yes. And I love to be the one to initiate it. I love to be oh. like, is that a sketchbook? Can I see it? Because I know when I was their age, I was so shy. I wasn't going to show my artwork to anyone, but I was yeah. still going to bring my, my sketchbook, hoping just, that they would ask me. Just in case, <laughs> just in case they ask, or if you see something that inspires you, so you can doodle something down. Oh. Exactly. So I, I just love almost when you like, you see yourself in people and you can look at their artwork and I can, I can be the one that gives them encouragement and helps them to keep creating and keep going because you know there are so many amazingly talented artists in the world that believe that they aren't talented at all because maybe someone along the line told them they weren't so I like being that person that can tell them no you are talented no you should keep at this no you're going to be signing here with me someday (laughs) oh my gosh that's so true like from my perspective and background in high school, there was this girl that like, you know, you take art classes and you see the same people over and over and stuff. Mm-hmm. And there was this girl that was so talented and I'm like, oh, I'm not as good as her. Like, I'm never going to be good enough. Like, I should, you know, just do pursue this or that. And luckily, like I turned it into like a graphic design degree and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I do use it here and there and I do enjoy it. But also same thing with like sports as well. Like you can change your whole story into anything you want. Like, yeah, same with soccer. I was living younger when a very competitive area for soccer and there was girls playing levels above me. But if I stuck with it, I definitely could have gone to like a division one college on scholarship because I was that good. No, I wasn't the best in my area, but like, but because I thought I just compared myself to others or had someone tell me, you know, I'm not as good as I thought I was. And so yeah. it's, it's such an inspiring story you have and like the success you have since then. Then, like it's just absolutely phenomenal and you know what I think the moment you become successful is the moment that you stop seeing other people in your environment as competition once you're only competing with yourself you're going to be self-improving and you're going to get better and better and better and I always equate this to imagine that you're in the Olympics and you're in a track event if you're focusing on yourself and keeping your head straight, you're going to have your best time Mm because you're only worried about how fast you're going. But the moment you turn your head to look at, see what everyone else in other lanes are doing, that's when you lose that momentum. That's when you start to trip over your own feet. That's when you start failing more and more. The moment you realize, okay, I'm in a competition with myself. So I'm just going to do a little bit better each day. And I'm going to take something small and try to make it better and find everything that I need improvement on and start improving it, that's when you really start to grow as a person, no matter what 
field you're in. This whole episode, I swear, like, <laughs> like you should make all of these posters and you should make art or like, you know, um, like big giant quotes on there. Like, oh my gosh, these are so great. I, oh my gosh, this is so wonderful. Do you have any other stories from the parks that you want to share or even as a cast member or something? Oh man, I just feel like there's so many moments that I will never take for granted. I remember as a performing cast member, I was meeting lots of Make-A-Wish families. And I think about them all the time, truthfully, and all the interactions and, and conversations that I've had with them over the years. And I always just use that as like a driving factor for just doing the best I can each day and being proud of myself each day, no matter what I'm doing, because tomorrow's never guaranteed. And also uplifting others and being kind to people and reaching out to those friends that you haven't heard from in a long time, just to make sure that they're doing okay, especially now in a pandemic, it's important to reach out to anyone that crosses your mind. Absolutely. And I feel like those moments meeting Uh, Make-A-Wish families on set or backstage between shows and that sort of thing has really molded me as a person to just constantly reach out to people every day. So I feel like that's where the magic is for me is being able to be there for as many people as possible and try to give people amazing interactions when they come to meet me as an artist. I always try to strive that my goal is to have everyone leave me happier. So. When they're waiting in line and they get up to me and we talk, I want them to leave thinking they had a great experience and thinking that they got everything out of it that they wanted to, whether they wanted to ask me questions, whether they wanted to show me their artwork, whether they wanted to tell me a story. Like, I just want to make sure that I'm present in every aspect of my career so that everyone feels special and valued and heard. And I feel like that's the magic that I learned from performing at Disney. And I'll tell you this. I now, like, I know we've messaged back and forth on Instagram before actually meeting yes. in person and stuff. But, like, you really, truly do that. And you give you the time. And you make, like, you just, I truly see, like, you you typically have a long line at Festival of the Arts because you just spend that quality time with people. And you're really engaged. And I feel like people leave you and they're like, I'm best friends with her now. Like, because you're just so kind and Aww. sweet. And like you said, you give that time and people definitely leave happier I definitely left happier (laughs) and even happier to have you on this podcast and taking the time to do that my little baby podcast so (laughs) thank you oh my gosh I'm I'm honored to be a part of your podcast thank you but any last other little tidbits you want to share with us before we close out the show um I think just the Number one driving point that I just want to share is to don't be afraid of failure. Mm-hmm. Just keep going. And and for me, if it's a task or a project that's in my lap that I have those feelings of failure, that's when I really want to do it. Yeah. If I have those moments where I'm like, oh, I'm going to fail at this really badly, that means that this is going to be a challenge for me and I should take it. So I hope that everyone listening strives to follow their passions and you never know where that path's going to lead you just do it for you don't do it for anybody else and you know you could be doing what you love every single day and I just hope that all of your 
dreams and aspirations come true. Oh my gosh, Ashley, you have been an absolutely phenomenal guest. <laughs> I like I feel so inspired. I even said that from the very beginning, but I feel like everybody listening is going to feel so inspired. So thank Aww. you again for taking the time to come on the show. It truly means the world to me. And I know you've made so much impact on people and such a positive impact. And thank you for being you and being an amazing person and a Disney artist as well. Um, where can people find you if they wanted to purchase um, your art or possibly meet you? Um, yeah. yeah. Well, you can find me. I'm the most active on Instagram. So you could find me at Ashley 24 Taylor on Instagram. Um, that's probably where I promote most of my events and projects that are currently happening. Um, I do hope that I come back this year for another Disney signing, but we'll have to see. <laughs> yes, so you, everybody should go follow her and first to solely to check out her art because it's amazing. Aww. And then to see her when her next event is and stuff. So, yes. Oh, well, thank you so much, Ashley, for coming on. You've been amazing. for some listener stories that you the fan sent in if you would like to submit your story to be read on the just some magic podcast please go to justsomemagic.com and click on the share your magic tab this next story comes from Haley g epcot's international festival of the arts turned five years old this year Every year, this festival brings so much color and life to the already lively park. Many people think of paintings and statues when hearing about the arts festival. While Disney's International Festival of the Arts has that, it also has so much more. Art is an expression in many ways, and you can find it so much here. Festivals at Epcot are known for their foods, and this festival does not disappoint. Not only is there something for everyone, but the plating itself is a work of art. First thing I wanted to experience during my visit this year was painting the mural. So after picking up my festival passport and making sure I had all the festival related things at my fingertips, I headed in the direction of the World Showcase. I came upon a huge mural hung for guests to paint and I chose my colors and along with many other guests I filled my little section of what would be a masterpiece. The mural that was up that day was Van Gogh's Starry Night but with an Epcot twist. The group participation is just so much fun. I love being able to be a part of what is going to be an incredible finished product. During my stroll around the World Showcase, I really took time to view and appreciate the paintings, sculptures, and statues from many different artists, the majority of which were Disney-inspired. The photo ops are super fun, and you can literally step into a famous painting and become part of the art. I am always just amazed by the chalk drawings. There is an incredible artist who brings 3D scenes to life with chalk, which you can step into and then photograph. It looks like you're part of the scene. It's amazing. Would you like to meet one of the artists? Well, Disney has you covered as well. Many of the artists are scheduled to be at the festival to chat with you and sign their work. I am very excited to meet Ashley Taylor as she signed my Let Your Heart Guide You Pocahontas piece that I purchased from her collection. Although I didn't have the opportunity to meet him, I was super excited to purchase my Jay Ratner Frozen 2 piece, Show Yourself. 
Most paintings are available to purchase in prints or postcard sizes, so you truly have something for everyone. My next stop was the World Showplace. World Showplace is Epcot's temporary festival center until construction of the newer festival center is complete. The World Showcase has been a home to additional food booths in in the past festivals, and I always stop for a snack or a chance to see Carol, who is a phenomenal pianist that plays fun, upbeat Disney music. For this festival, Carol had some company. There was an additional stage set up for the other performers, and oh my, oh my, did they perform. I was lucky enough to see amazing acrobats while I was there, so this was definitely somewhere you want to spend some time and appreciate the visual arts all around you. Every festival has a scavenger hunt for guests to participate in. For Festival of the Arts, it's figment-themed, and he is a mascot of this year. And you can move through the World Showcase looking for figment randomly appearing in famous paintings throughout the pavilions. It's a really fun activity to do with your family as you move through the day. Additionally, most festivals have a stroll for that guests can participate in as well. For this festival, the stroll was a colorful cuisine fitting, right? Your festival passport lists all the dishes that are featured in the stroll so you know where to go next as you move through. As this stroll is called Colorful Cuisine, each dish is predominantly a specific color, which is super fun. Each time you eat one of the stroll dishes, you receive a stamp, and once you've collected all the necessary stamps, you get an adorable palette-shaped cookie. I really had a great time at this festival, so much so that I've gone a few times. There is truly something for everyone, and I highly recommend it. This next story comes from Deanna R. My husband and I went to Festival of the Arts at Epcot January 23rd, 2021. My husband and I met on Facebook, but we had our first date at Food and Wine Festival almost 10 years ago. We also got engaged during Illuminations in 2018, which was really special. We have had two kids and not much time to ourselves. After almost four years of being a mom, I sort of lost myself in my identity. All I've lived for the last few years have been my kids and I even left my career for them. This is how I started my Instagram page and became who I am today. Nonetheless, my husband and I went to Epcot without the kids, which is a rarity, and we got to experience Spaceship Earth together. This was one of the first things we ever did together when we first met, so it was just as magical as it was the first time. The smells, the memories, it was like reliving it. It was really special to be alone with him in the park where we had made so many memories as a couple. While the festival was amazing, we ate so many delicious things, purchased artwork, there was something else that happened that absolutely meant the world to me. One of my goals for coming into Instagram was to make new friends and I found out the girl that I had been talking to for a while was going to Epcot the same day. We decided to meet up after watching Voices of Liberty, which we met her and her husband right in the America Pavilion. I don't know what it meant to her, but it meant the world to me to be around someone as a friend and not as a playdate. We really hit it off, and I even met her a few days later into her trip at Hollywood Studios for a day without kids as well. It was really exciting because I'm always with them or my husband and never alone. I have learned again to love life and experience new things. Although I had been to Epcot a million times and even worked there as a cast member, it felt even more exciting to me this time. I have made so many memories there, but that doesn't mean there can't be a newer, more exciting ones to make. P.S. The black truffled croissant wasn't bad either.
this next story is from Kristen M. Festival of the Arts has always been a captivating festival to me. I'm all about presentation, so it's right up my alley. This year, I feel the festival was better than ever. There was a variety of sweets, savory dishes, and cocktails that I thought were wonderful. My favorite dish was the wild mushroom risotto from Masterpiece Kitchen at the Canada Pavilion. Festival of the Arts has made its way to becoming my second favorite festival now. I even made two art purchases this year, which is a first for me. Both were Tiana prints, and I even considered a third. This year's festival is also so special because Walt Disney World Resort and Parks blog invited me to stay on property and provide a media coverage for the event. Not only did I get a chance to try regular festival offerings, but there was special entertainment for those of us that attended the media event, free food, and a goodie bag. One of my favorite moments from this year is that my significant other and I wore paint-themed outfits. We received so many compliments the entire day. My partner and I loved it so much. We were even reposted on the Walt Disney World Instagram in our outfits. I will remember this forever. This next story is from Tiffany J. My mom and I went to the Festival of the Arts for our girls trip and to take a break from the stress of work for her and school for me. Neither of us ever rode Frozen Ever After and we were determined to make it this trip, even if it was a long wait. Around midday, we were drinking and eating treats from the festival booth and Frozen Ever After was shut down and it had been since the morning. We continued through the festival and went through the picture spots and assumed riding it wasn't meant to be. On our way back to the front of the park, we noticed a line forming in Norway. Frozen Ever After had just opened back up and we made it just in time. We only waited about 10 minutes and we were able to ride the ride just before we left the parks. It was so fun and my mom and I were so excited we got to ride it for the first time together. Now this story is from Remy at the Instagram Disney Adventures with Remy. One might think that I will be partial to the food and wine festival, but living in Paris, I have a strong appreciation for the arts and artists as well. The Festival of the Arts combines my love and passion for art with the beauty and presentation of the culinary arts. From helping to paint a giant mural to pursuing and purchasing magical pieces to bring home, the festival has a lot to offer. With a belly full of the most delicious wild mushroom risotto from the Masterpiece Kitchen, booth at Canada, I entered the World Showcase Pavilion to check out my famous ratatouille dish featured in the festival booth. There I met the most talented fellow, Dave Avazino, and his small pal, Baby Yoda. Dave is a spectacular artist, and it was such a treat to see his pieces up close and get to discuss them with him. He was personalizing items for guests as they made their purchases, and he even offered a fully customizable 3D name art. I was blown away at his attention to detail and the wide range of products and the different choices of medium. I had to take a small piece of magic home with me and getting to talk with him and about how he made it and his history made it even more special. He even wrote me a small dedication on the back. Now I have something truly one of a kind. Then it was off for more delicious food and drinks. And that's what's great about the festival. One minute you can be making once in a lifetime magical connections with some of the Disney fine artists and then next sampling decadent delights. To cap it off, the pianist then came out and serenaded everyone with the most lovely tunes in the perfect way to end my meal. 
And to think of it, I had only made it to one country around the world showcase and I still had many, many more to go and I knew the magic was only beginning. This next story is from Jana G. My mom and dad, older sister and I went to Disney World mid-January to celebrate my mom's retirement. I told everyone how excited I was for all the parks, but especially Epcot because I had never been to Festival of the Arts and neither had any of them. My dad stayed back that day, so it was just the three of us. And when we arrived, I went into the gift shop of the International Gateway to grab a menu guide to try to earn the paint palette sugar cookies. You earn one if you get the book stamped at five of the food spots they highlight. I accidentally bought something different, though. It was a scavenger hunt for pictures of figment that you find in each of the countries and around the world showcase. Once completed, you can earn a prize for that, too. Anyway, I should have started early. Not only have my mom and sister not done the festival at Epcot, they also stated it was their least favorite park. Mostly because it's so big and there aren't a lot of rides, so they would be running across the park to get to rides and not really slowing down to enjoy and take it all in. Once we entered the International Gateway off of the Skyliner, we started at France and were made our way around the world that way. We stopped and had food, drinks, went shopping, and looked at all the beautiful details of all the countries, explored and stopped for the cavalcades and photo opportunities. I went into Morocco to look up and I saw the most exciting thing, my friend and cast member Elijah. We met months ago through our Disney Instagram accounts because we were both brand reps for the same small shop. It always made my heart so happy to run into friends I've met through the community in real life. He was just as amazing as I imagined he would be and my mom and sister loved him too. Between meeting up with him, eating incredible foods, and exploring new areas, finding figment through all the countries, slowing down, and just taking all of Epcot in, I turned my mom and sister into Epcot fans. To this day, I, when I hear my mom talk about our week at Disney, she keeps raving about how magical the day at Epcot was. She says that she now understands the hype and totally believes how Walt envisioned a typical day at Epcot to be. Now, she also wants to do all the other Epcot festivals. This story was sent in by Janessa C. The Festival of the Arts has always been one of my most favorite festivals, surpassing the others in ambiance and usage of color. Not only do you feel the artistic creativity in the air from the various butterfly wings painted along the walls, allowing you to feel beautiful as you are, like you can soar. You also feel submerged in the artistic world when you step into the sidewalk art along the pathway of the World Showcase. The smell of the food in the air as each booth brings color to life with amazing dishes, like the popular, for a good reason, deconstructed strawberry cheesecake. And of course, the main event stretching along the World Showcase itself, the displays of talent and skill, time and dedication spent on every painting, sketch, watercolor, postcard created for your enjoyment. The artists each year bring their A-game and never disappoint, and this year was no exception. There is something for everyone, a true Mickey fan, the princesses of the world, even the Star Wars and Marvel fans can bask in the amazingness that is artwork that captures the essence of what they are and pulls us deeper into the world created for us to lose ourselves in. And those who love any good excuse for a photo op, the rainbow displays can truly light up a photo. The array of colors and brightness, incomparable. 
this trip this year after a long time of feeling like there is no magic left brought it all back my own magical moment was being able to experience my favorite festival escape from reality for a short period and be lost in the magic you guys enjoyed Ashley Taylor's story and her incredible journey on how she became a Disney artist. It is truly inspiring. So if you want to reach her, all of her links are down in the show notes below. And I also want to thank all of our listener stories for sending in your most magical moments about Festival of the Arts. And also, if you would like to submit your most magical moment to possibly be read on the show, please go to jessamagic.com and click on the share your magic button. I cannot wait to read your stories. And also be sure to subscribe if you haven't already. Again, we have episodes twice a week, every Monday and Thursday. So be sure to subscribe so you never miss a single episode. And lastly, if you have two minutes, if you could go to Apple Podcasts reviews and write a review for this podcast we would greatly appreciate it it truly helps a little brand new podcast like mine so more people can discover us if you have a disney friend that you know would love this podcast please go ahead and share it with them we would greatly appreciate it so be sure to subscribe and also follow us on all social medias instagram facebook and youtube be sure to stick around for thursday's episode where i share my run disney experience during the run disney princess half marathon weekend but for now you guys have a magical day bye